All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Fit Nation. Fit Nation, Alexis Hasselberger, uh, stress management, uh, coaching and consulting professional. And she's going to teach us how to live a stress-free life today. How are you, Alexis? I am great. And I think that, you know, I'm not going to teach you how to live a stress-free life, but we can definitely reduce it. We got to be realistic here. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll all have stressors in our lives at some point. There's always something that tweaks us during the day. So how did you get into this profession? Yeah, so I um, so I focus on you know time management, productivity, and stress reduction. And I actually spent the first fifteen years or so of my career in incredibly stressful environments. So I worked in um, early stage startups uh, here in the Silicon Valley and Bay Area, and I worked with people who were working around the clock, you know, always stressed, trying to build something out of nothing. There was always way more to do than people to do it, and um, so I just develop you know systems and strategies for how to get everything done but also you know have a full life at the end of the day and not be working those crazy hours oh exactly that's i bet that's not just in the silicon valley too it's a, across this country and now most of the world is everyone's trying new things after coming out of last year yeah yeah i i think you're right about that you know we all come from our own specific area and we we tend to be myopic about that a little bit but i think you're right you know i think People are trying to do a lot and maybe too much everywhere, and, and that causes a lot of stress. Yes, I, I think a lot of people, once the doors opened, uh, uh, just recently for some states, most of some states have been open, but once those doors open, people just went running wild to try to do everything they missed within the time they were behind the doors, and they're trying to do that all at once and burning themselves out. So what, what's some tips you can give people that are starting businesses as they come out of these things? and uh, want to get things done. But like you said, they're trying to get everything done at once. What can they do to not do that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I think, I think the first thing, especially for, entre for entrepreneurs, people who are starting businesses, and I know there are so many people starting businesses right now. I think one of the most important things you can do is realize that you are not going to do it all. Actually, you're n it's not possible. Uh, we're all going to die someday with a big, long list of things we didn't do. And that that's just totally okay. That's part of it. And, and the goal is not to do all of it and all at once, because that's unrealistic, impossible, and makes us feel terrible um, and leads to burnout. But that we can prioritize what we're doing in such a way that we know every day that the things that we did were more important than the things we didn't do. And I think to, to do that, the first thing we have to do is literally get everything out of our heads that we have to do, think we have to do, might have to do, and get it all into one place so that we can we can really think about priorities so that we can focus on one thing at a time because that's that's all our brains can do. You know, we may think we can multitask, but we're lying to ourselves if we think that. Yes, we I like to think uh, I'm a multitasker as I started this this project as a podcaster while also in the middle of a PhD and working a full-time job. So I had about eight, eight hours left a week. So I figured, let me throw this in there. And now I'm multitasking in three directions. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think that's fine. It's fine to have a lot of projects and a lot of things going on. I think it's um, where people experience a lot of stress is with, you know, if you, with your PhD, your full-time job and your podcast, we're trying to do kind of 
all of that within the same 20 minutes, right? You're kind of jumping back from thing to thing to thing. I think that's when it gets really stressful. So, you know, I think it's okay to have a lot of projects as long as you have enough downtime that you need. Um, but that kind of in the moment multitasking where we're working on something and then our mind says, oh, we need to go send an email about this other thing. And then we jump over to another tab. I think that that's the stuff that really wears us down. So what are some tips that you give your clients or the thousands of people that you've helped here mm -hmm. uh, to reach their successful life and uh, a, reduction, a reduction in their stress and be able to do the things they want to do? What are some of the tips and tricks that you gave them to get over that hump and start living that way? Yeah. So one of the very first things that I do with all my clients is to do a little time tracking and anyone can do this on their own. And it's really just for a week or maybe two track everything you're doing from the moment you wake up till the moment you go to sleep uh, so that you can actually see the real data of what is going on. Um, I find that time is subjective. And so, uh, you know, when we're doing something that's fun, feels like time's flying. And when we're doing something that is less than fun, feels like, you know, things are, things are going pretty slowly. Uh, and so we don't have a really accurate perception of how much time we really have and what it's going towards. You know, I find that often, you know, my clients, and I remember working with a high level tech executive um, from a big company I will not name, who realized when he did this, that he was spending like four hours a day on YouTube and Reddit in like five minute chunks. And he, he just had no idea. He thought that he was, um, you know, that he was probably spending a half an hour, maybe an hour, but he had no idea it was four hours. And so you can start to see that there are some really immediate gains. You can ask yourself, what do I want to be doing more of? What do I want to be doing less of? When am I stressed throughout the week? And then you can try to um, try to create specific solutions for each of those things, right? So for him in this case, he was able to gain it back four hours a day by simply like blocking himself from Reddit and YouTube during the workday. <laughs> That's a lot of YouTube during the day right there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he had a lot of interesting videos to watch. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I think like that awareness is that first step. You know, if you've ever read or, or heard of the, um, the management guru, Peter Drucker, he always said, what gets measured gets managed. And I think this is really true, you know, of our time and our stress. So taking stock of what we have is always the first step. Um, then I, I have everyone build a kind of task system, a task management system, uh, something that they can use to offload everything from their brain, because it's really stressful to use your memory to, you know, to, for all the things you have to do. And so that's, that's the next step that I work with clients on to make sure that they have kind of a single source of, source of truth for all the things that they need to do so that the stuff, you know, with your PhD and your full-time job and your, this podcast that you can look at any given day and say like, okay, here's what I need to do across all my projects to move things forward today without having to look at the full list of 500 items every single day. Right. Now I like the, I like the time tracking thing. I think that's a, something on many people that listen to this will do. So they're all used to lists and stuff. Many mm -hmm. of my listeners are veterans that are used to having a structured life and then they got out of the military and people weren't telling them what to do. They had to figure out what to do. So they yeah. took on a lot of things as they go forward. And I think if they start tracking what they're actually doing, they'll notice that they have a lot of, uh, I like to say dead space or spaces that mm -hmm. they're just wasting time. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's a really valuable point you bring up. And, you know, it's interesting. I hadn't really thought about it from a you know military or ex-military perspective, but, you know, that happens a lot in, in my world too, where I'll work with people who maybe they've gone from being the founder or CEO of a tech company, and now they're moving into a role where they're more of like a VC and they're kind of working on investments. And, you know, what we'll see is that when you're, when you're in the thick of it, when you are, you know, the CEO of a small company, you show up every day and you're workload is made for you, right? You're just fighting the fire of the day. It's kind of pre-structured. Um, and then you may move into a more strategic role, or maybe as your company grows, you move into a more strategic role. And all of a sudden, you have all this time that you're not quite sure what to do with, even though you have maybe more things even to do. And so that is really, really difficult for people um, to, to kind of create that structure. And so that's another thing that that I help people with is, okay, so you have four hours today where there's nothing accounted for. How do we do some time blocking? How do we look at your the things you wanna do and figure out a plan for when you're actually gonna do them so that you don't show up every day and, and have what I call, you know, letting the day happen to you, where, you know, you start the day with the best of intentions, uh, you got a big list, you get into your email, and then all of a sudden it's like 6 p.m. and you've been working all day, but you've basically been in reactive mode and you didn't get anything crossed off your to-do list. Exactly. I like on your website, uh, stop constantly worrying that you have forgotten to do something or are behind on something because you chose not to do them. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's a, a lot of people do that, that procrastinating thing. Oh, I can mm-hmm. get that. I can get that later. I can do, I can watch this video now. Oh, I won't watch more videos. I'll just keep watching them all day. Next thing they know, it's closing time and it's time to go home. Right, right. Yeah, and I think there's a big, I mean, I think a big part of it, right, is that humans, we we love instant gratification, right? And so, like, there's a lot of just internal pressure from us, like, of course I want to watch this video. Like, that's why autoplay is so dangerous at all these things. And so I always think that, you know, when, we, when we're starting to figure out how do we want to reduce our stress, how do we want to use our time more wisely, one of the best things that we can do is to prioritize our future self. Right. Because if you're sitting there like watching that video thinking, oh, I've got I've got time tomorrow. If you flip it and say, well, how will I feel tomorrow if I do this thing today? Right. You're going to feel way better tomorrow if you've already done the thing than realizing you've got five things you procrastinated on. And now you've got to pull an all nighter to get them done. <clears throat> exactly. And uh, for a while in my educational career, I would do that. And I push things off till the day of or. I'll write this 20 page paper today. (laughs) That just adds a lot of extra stress to your body, mind, soul to get that 20 page paper done. And then you hope you did it right after you turn it in. Right. And it really kind of decreases the flexibility that you have available to you. Right. Because if we're, if we're pushing things to the last minute all the time now, you know, now you're in a situation where, you know what, you got eight hours and 20 pages to write. And like, you can't do anything else during that period of time. If something else comes up, you can't do it. And so I think that that lack of flexibility and that lack of agency that procrastination sometimes introduces is, is stressful as well. Definitely. So uh, how many years have you been doing this alone? So I started this business about three and a half years ago. Uh, so I've been doing it full time since then. But I feel like, you know, like, like a lot of things in retrospect, it's, uh, it's really 
to see the path. And so I've, I think I've been nerding out about all of this stuff and, and you know, experimenting in my own life and helping people at the companies that I worked for in a more informal capacity for, you know, at least you know, over a decade, maybe even more than that. Um, but yeah, doing it alone by myself for about three and a half years. And uh, the 32,000 people you have taught or over 32,000 by now since the website probably was updated, not recently, but uh, are those from the whole time or just those three years? If it says three years, that's a lot of people. Yeah. So over, so a lot of that is from my online courses. And so over the past, um, I think my online courses have been uh, available for the last two years and I'm broaching about 45,000 people now that, that I've taught through those courses. And then I also work with individuals and companies. So I've, I've worked with hundreds of people um, within those three years individually as well. But most of those, you know, that 45,000 at this point is, uh, is really coming from my online courses. That's still an amazing number for just a sh that short block period of time as we're talking about time management. That's a lot of people in a short window to take these lessons and move forward. Uh, how many uh, have reached back to you and thanked you? You know, that is one of my favorite things about uh, about what I do is that, you know, I get connection requests on LinkedIn all the time from people who have taken my courses uh, and just want to thank me or who are reaching out. Um, I think, you know, like before I started this business, I think I, you know, I, I don't know if anyone ever said to me, like, you've changed my life, right? Since I have started this business, like I can't even count the number of people who've reached out and said something similar to like, this is this work that we've done together has really changed my life for the better. And so I, you know, that is exactly why I get up every day and do this because it is so gratifying to, to hear from people and to help people and to know that, you know, what you're putting out into the world is really making a meaningful difference for people. And that's definitely a great feeling once you get that reach back and they say that to you and you know that your product's actually working. So that's even a selling point to the next person. Well, I help right. person X and they're they're very happy now and they're doing this. You can be that person, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To be able to have that kind of, you know, that proof that that what you're doing, it's working, it's helping people are you know better off for it. You know, sometimes I you know, somebody had reached out to me on LinkedIn um, the other day and said that, you know, I think I said, oh, congrats on your promotion. And he said, oh, well, I, you know, I wouldn't be in this position and be able to do this if it weren't for the course that I took with you. Right. And, and that kind of stuff, you're just like, wow, so great. This, this online course stuff is amazing because you're, you're able to make an impact with people all over the world in ways that, that you're not even aware of sometimes. So I know results vary between people, between groups of people. How long does it, the average person take to get results from the, from the lessons you teach them? So when I work with individuals, I usually have a four-month coaching engagement with people. Now, people can get, you know, results, immediate results in a couple of weeks with just a couple of techniques. That doesn't mean they're like, you know, that's, that they're good and they don't need anything else, right? And so I think about this as long-term habit building. And what the science tells us is that we build habits somewhere between, you know, three weeks and nine months to build a habit. The average is around two and a half months. And so I think, you know, when I'm working with clients individually, that's, that's a bigger window that I have into it, right, to see exactly how the progress is. And I think that, you know, people definitely fall into that two to three months. They've get, they're getting significant gains after um, really implementing strategies 
strategies and building habits around these things. Some habits take longer to build. You know, if we're trying to change the way you've handled email for the last 25 years, like that's going to take, that's going to take a little longer than other types of habits. Right. And so, you know, I think it really depends on each individual. Some people take, you know, some, somebody took my online course, wrote back to me a week later and was like, this has completely changed everything. My inbox is at zero. I'm not stressed about it. And, you know, that was a very short period of time. So it depends. But I think we got to be realistic with our expectations of ourselves. And I think that anytime we're building habits, we should expect it to take a few months at least. Definitely. I agree there. I know 21 days is what they say. It helps to break one habit and start a new habit. They're like if no. you do a weight loss journey or trying to run or even yeah. trying to do something new. And that's why usually you break the old habit, start a new habit. Have you had yeah. people that have gone from individual one-on-one coaching to your online course or vice versa? You know, I think, I really think that there are, there, there are different populations who are interested in these different things and they're at very different price points. So I don't have a lot of people, I don't have a ton of people going back, bouncing back between them. I, I have had a few people who have taken my online course and then become, um, become individual clients uh, because they, they wanted more support or they wanted to go deeper. I don't think I've had anyone who has, I've done coaching with who then took my online course because they're getting all that, they're getting all of that and more in the the one-on-one or the group coaching with me um but yeah sometimes sometimes you see someone go from an online course where they're kind of dipping their toe in the water to saying oh this is good but i but i want some more support here so they want more of the individual uh face-to-face or virtual virtual link between you and them to talk to you and say hey i think i did this right or i think i did this wrong what do you think about my approach now yeah, exactly. And just and and also, you know, people have really varying degrees of the the outside accountability that they need. You know, some people, you you know these people, they're like they say they're going to do something and they just start doing it and and we're all kind of envious of them and maybe we're a little jealous too. And then there are also people who they just know themselves and they know that what they need to move forward with things is to have that external accountability. And so, you know, coaching and and having someone there to kind of both cheerlead and to be able to provide accountability for you can be really important because you know, when you're when you're kind of moving towards a journey of self-improvement or self-development, um, you've still got a full other life going on, right? And so it can be hard to prioritize the, the work of self-improvement uh, if you're a person that needs a lot of external accountability, you know, in the face of everything else that's going on for you. Of course, yes. And uh, of course, uh, I think uh, in some of these cases, the employer will probably uh, reimburse for the employee going to these classes as a way of making their company more productive and hopefully they don't lose that employee once they make them a more productive person to someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. A lot, a lot of my clients are definitely able to get reimbursement um, for the work that we do together because you're exactly right. I mean, not only does it make them more productive in both work and life, but also they're, they then learn all of these things that they're able to, to teach to other people that they work with. And so I've seen a lot of, a lot of that where, you know, I have a client who, you know, he's a, a marketing executive and we work together individually. And I just see all the things that he's kind of pushing out towards his to his team to help them to be able to up-level and to de-stress. And so you, you kind of see those, you know, the butterfly effect going out into the world. And, and I think that makes, you know, that, that makes everything better. Oh, I bet it does. When you were doing a team, uh, team training, was that uh, basically over the phone or 
before the pandemic, did you go to their offices or was that all via phone or teleconference? Or like in a pre-pandemic world, uh, I did both virtual and in-person workshops for companies. And so, you know, a lot of them were, you know, local to me. Uh, or sometimes I would, you know, travel across the country, deliver three workshops in 24 hours, fly back home. Um, you know, those those days are, are sort of gone right now, but they'll probably be probably coming back. And since um, the pandemic, I have switched everything to virtual. And so all of the workshops um, and co corporate trainings I've been doing have been over Zoom. So they're, you know, live video with lots of interaction and different activities and breakout rooms and you know we found I think we've all found ways to to make things um, you know not exactly the same as they were but different in a good way right and continue operations even though there was a big hiccup in the world so yeah everyone yeah. being able to pivot and like you did you pivoted and went to the virtual world and made sure you were still delivering a world-class product to all your clients and future clients a lot of people also like the schools all went to the, the Zoom world to yep. try to keep kids engaged. I mean, it's a little harder with the youth because, you know, their their minds go a million different directions <laughs> anyway. It's harder yeah. when they're, it's even harder when they're in front of you, never mind when they're behind a screen. But right. Right. Getting, yeah. Yeah. being able to continue delivering was probably an awesome thing for you and awesome for your portfolio because people see that and they're like, oh, she's someone I want to work with because. She's not going to quit even when things go crazy. Yeah, that's a really good point. And also it's just, you know, I always think about silver linings, right? And so this this pandemic period, it's been horrible in so many ways for so many people and, you know, myself included in lots of ways. But also, you know, I'm able to help pe more people in different areas that might not have reached out to me before, right? You know, if you're a company in Ohio or Iowa, I mean, maybe you wouldn't have reached out to me in a pre-pandemic world because you would have just figured, you know, I'm, you know, I'm far away, like, do I travel, all of these things, whereas, you know, now it's so easy, it doesn't matter where you are, right, you can still deliver that product to them, no matter, no matter where. Right, and you can put push pins on your map in your office of all the states that you've virtually been to, you make them blue for virtual <laughs> and red for actually being there, or whatever colors you like. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like my, it's like the pushpin map I have in my kids' room for the place they've visited, but doing that for business. I hadn't thought of doing that for my business, but now I'm going to. <laughs> oh, I, I gave you a tip. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So if you you met a, a entrepreneur, say, at some workshop, and they they seemed like they were frazzled, what's the top three things you would tell them to do to get going and get out of their own way? The first thing I would tell them is like right now, let's sit down and do a brain dump of all the things that are going through your mind right now, because it's really hard to focus on anything at all when you've got 50 other things just racing through your mind. So that's where I would start. The second thing that I would do is uh, tell them, you know, let's get a handle on your communications, because I think that is an area where people are really stressed out. You know, they have inboxes of thousands of unread emails and, you know, we've, we've got Microsoft Teams and we've got Slack and we've got email and we've got WhatsApp and we have all these different channels. And so, um, you know, I have a, a strategy that I'm happy to share here and with your audience uh, about how do we handle those inter internal and external communications um, that I call the one-touch rule, which is just instead of, you know, opening up an email, reading it, 
then deciding we're going to answer it later and either marking that as unread or just leaving it there and doing that all day long until we finally decide we have to answer these things. Instead, we just want to recognize that any incoming message or any incoming piece of paper or you know any incoming item, there's only three things you can ever do. And one of them is to just you know archive it because it didn't require a response. The second is to answer it right away because you have the answer. And then the third is where we get into trouble, and it's that you can't deal with it right away because it's too big, right? It's a task or it's a project that someone's asking you to do, or maybe it requires you know, approval from someone, or you need to socialize it, or you need to do research. And for those things, we want to put them on our task system, right? We, because now they're work that just needs to be prioritized with all of the other work. And then the last thing I would tell them is make sure you're getting enough sleep. So if you are not getting at least seven hours of sleep, set a bedtime alarm and, and really work on getting more sleep because sleep is one of the very best things we can do for both productivity and our mental wellness. Well, I agree. Uh, uh, a thing I've, I've learned to do since getting out of the military when I didn't have to have my phone next to me all the time, waiting for something to happen to someone I was leading or or being told I had to go somewhere is getting off the phone, uh, turn off your screen at a decent time. So your eyes aren't burning as you get ready to go into the bedroom. And then your head's just in a, a constant world of what's going on. Cause you just did all this stuff with the blue light for so long. So that's one right. thing I do to guess, make myself fall asleep easier. Right. Yeah. That's a really good habit. And even just, you know, turning it off, putting it in another room, um, you know, our, our phones are like, they're amazing in so many ways, but they're also incredibly distracting. And so, you know, also I would say to that, turn off all the notifications. Like we don't need to know when somebody has sent us an email, we can right. schedule email time throughout the day, still get back to people in a very timely way without getting a little ding or ping every single time somebody is reaching out to us. Yeah. Every, every time someone has a brilliant idea and sends you a joke in the email, you don't need to answer. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. There's this sense of immediacy we've all become so accustomed to. It's really detrimental to our productivity there and our stress. I mean, there was a study that came out of UC Irvine several years ago that showed that not only are we interrupted, you know, every 11 minutes, but I think it's way more than that now, but that when we are interrupted or distracted, even when we're doing it to ourselves, like when we're, you know, doing working on the report and then we just decide to go check our email that it takes us on average 23 minutes to recover from that distraction and to refocus on what we were doing and so when we do that and when that happens to us most people spend about a third of their work day that dead time or that wasted time that you're talking about just recovering so if we can work to turn off the notifications to limit those distractions we can actually just it's, it's almost like making time yeah I guarantee it is because if I'm if I'm on my computer typing a paper and I see the email notification come on my computer and I see the name, it's oh let me let me check that real quick and also I'm reading every email. Right. And then about an hour later I'm back on my paper and I forget what I was writing about. So right. then I have to go back to my sources and say what did I do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's frustrating. It feels in it's another thing of that instant gratification versus that kind of delayed gratification. That's it's hard. Right. And that's just something I guess we all have to adjust as we go. If I knew how to turn off the notifications on his computer, I would, but I think it's linked through not just my computer, but to, through my daughter's iPhone. So it messes up my computer as well. <laughs> You've got to Google that. Google that and take care of it. <laughs> Google has the answer. It has the answer for everything. 
It's true. It's true. That's always the first step. If you don't know how to do something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I find in my YouTube videos, how to, how to fix things in my house. So. Yeah, that, me too. Me too. <laughs> so Alexis, how does someone get in contact with you? What's the best way to get in contact with you to, to get a con free consultation with you and find out what you can do for them? Yeah, the very best way to get in touch with me is just to go to my website, which is alexishasselberger.com. And I hope you'll put that in the show notes because no one can spell my last name. Um, and from there, you can sign up for a free consultation if you think you might like to work with me one on one. Uh, there's also, you know, there you can sign up for my weekly newsletter where I send out actionable tips around productivity and stress reduction every single week for free. Um, and then I'm also on social media. So at uh, on Instagram, I'm at do.more.stress.less. And on Facebook, I'm at do more stress less. Awesome. And I'll definitely put that in the show notes. I'll, I'll put, try to put all of them in there. If not, I'll tell them it's all at the bottom of your, your uh, webpage as well. That way they can just click on all those links. So I believe they're all right at the bottom. Yeah, they are. Let's connect. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube are down there. So I think uh, very easy to find you. And I did a, a Google search, and there's like 17 things to find you on there as well, right in a row. And the first one was the website, so it, that, that's a good thing. <laughs> awesome. And I will also I'll send you a link that you can put in the, the show notes for your audience, just a free download of a distraction action plan. So if you're not really sure how to reduce some of those distractions that are going on in your life, this will be a step-by-step -step walk you through it. Um, and they can just grab that for free with the link I'll send you. Awesome. Thank you, Alexis. And thank you for taking the time to come on today. Yeah. Thanks so much. It was a great conversation. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are Fit Nation.